Hey, everybody. Hello, everyone. Welcome to a first official episode of the Bartender's Handshake. A very, very first one. Um, obviously, we changed the name. <laughs> Originally, it was mm-hmm. Inspired to Be Better, but we... We didn't want to get confused with the self-help podcast, because we're not that. We're, we're definitely not <laughs> Or a lot of things, but... We'll help you drink, but we won't help you be better. Yeah, that's pretty much what we're doing. We're, we're, we're drinking. We're going to be doing a lot of drinking, a lot of tasting. Um, the purpose of this podcast is pretty much to just try things. It's an excuse for us to try things. It's a, yeah, it's an excuse for us to like buy liquor we've been wanting to buy for a while or play with a, you know, a flavor that like I've never played with before just to keep us like fresh and interested. So like that'll take us right into like a basic like who we are. Yeah. Esteban, who are you? Uh, who am I? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm Esteban De Luna. I'm a bartender at Art District Brewing Company. Um, just worked around many places. Uh, in Los what, Angeles, California. In California. Yeah. Uh, prior to working as a bartender, I was a cook, uh, made it all the way to sous chef. So, you know, now, now I bartend, <laughs> now I bartend and just drink. What, what, what about you, Felicity Gibbs? What about you? Who are you? Um, I come to hospitality from a pretty, I guess, roundabout way. Uh, I was in um, film and TV forever and ever and ever. And then, um, when I did my MBA in London, I really began to fall in love with the cocktails and the worlds of it. And then I did, um, so anyway, I just like really fell in love with cocktails and the world. And then it literally dawned on me for the first time, like you can make a career out of this and not just, you know, do it until you did something else. And so I was like, okay, well, I'm going to go. Um, and then I came back to America and then I was looking for jobs on TV and film and then some, you know, personal shit happened and it made me just like, we live one life. Might as well do what you want to do. Right, might so, as well drink it up, right? Yeah. So <laughs> I, you know, changed paths and started to work in hospitality. And then um, COVID happened, and I wasn't working anymore. No. So pretty much this this whole thing is just because we Felicity and I would enter a lot of uh, competitions, and we would do a lot of R and D and. We ended up just having so much fun. People around us who were listening to us would just want to join us. And so we're like, we might as well record it. Because we're so fun. No, I mean, when, <laughs> once we drink a little bit, like, you can't tell, you can't tell by the sound of my voice. Right. But. Wait, wait until like episode three. Wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> once we start doing the tasting. So pretty, pretty much what we're going to do is uh, the idea of the podcast is just to just shoot the shit. Yeah. Honestly, it's just. Like if you're having a drink with friends and, or in our case, we're going to basically do how we would R&D for a competition. Competition or, you know, boredom. Bored, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. So we're going we're gonna to start off and just to kind of grease the wheels, mm-hmm. you would say. So um, the way the format goes, and apologies if everybody already knows this, but uh, I mean, week, this is the first official. So. It's the first fish, so so uh, know. So week one <laughs> is basically we're gonna like so each month is gonna be four episodes, one a week, and it's gonna focus around a certain spirit or a type of cocktail. And so week one is gonna be uh, mezcal this month. 
So we're going to do Mescal. And so week one, episode one is like us talking, chatting about Mescal, what we know about it, how we like it, blah, blah, blah. Cheat the shit. Pretty much it's just what, what we know. It's not going to be like an educational podcast. We're not trying to teach you anything. I mean, there's plenty of podcasts out there that will educate you on Mescal or tequila or, you know, the fundamentals. This is more of like, the idea is... If you stick around for after hours after we close down, like at the bar, you know, that's, that's, that's when the actual bartenders and the cards and everybody just sit down and shoot the shit in the bar and just start drinking, keep some of the regulars. So it's just, that's pretty much what episode one is going to be. Just, yeah. Just shoot the shit. Shooting the shit. I mean, I love a fun fact. So if I have one, I'll share it. <laughs> but, uh, mostly like we're, we didn't like, you know, do some deep research on like, where does Moscow come from? What makes a Moscow? Like you, you don't need to hear that from us. Um, and then week two is going to be blind taste testing, which I'm excited about. That's, that's when the fun begins. Yeah. Uh, so week two, we do blind taste testings. And then, so we, we're trying to like, so if we're doing Moscow or a vodka or whatever, we're trying to get one from like every price point and then we're going to do blind taste testing to like decide like really what is like really good is like the hundred dollar vodka we're never going to spend hundred dollars for vodka by the way um is a hundred dollar vodka really worth it worth a hundred dollars or you know is you know kirkland brand costco vodka the same shit yeah because you know it's like it's just it's different working at a bar that could technically afford it, mm-hmm. you know, they get expensive, but this is just something like, what, is, what, what do we have in, yeah. in, in, in our stock? You Which, know? you know, sponsors, if you're listening, <laughs> we'll, we'll gladly take uh, inventory from you and we will rate it highly. No, no we no. won't. We won't do that. We will rate it how we'd like it. Um, we'll, so we'll rate it fairly. Nah, let's, <laughs> yeah. let's, let's be brutal. Nah, it's Because <laughs> it's like, everybody has their own different tastes. Yeah. You know, but... Uh, so yeah, we're going to do taste testings week two and then week three, we're going to basically just R and D some cocktails. Uh, we'll pick the ones that we thought would like work best. Cause you know, like, especially with the mezcal or whiskey or whatever, there's a very different for their profiles depending on what one you use. Um, so just R and D some cocktails. We'll put recipes up on the gram, um, things like that. So people can follow along at home and make it at home have fun. Let us know what you think. Hit us up. Like, what would you like to hear us work on and try and... So just bear with us, honestly, guys, because we are—we're also getting our feet wet. Yeah, like really wet. <laughs> Stumping straight into the kitchen. And then week four is going to be us presenting our favorite cocktail, and then a couple of weeks down the line, we'll bring in uh, like guests so we can like talk to them. Like maybe they'll be more knowledgeable in the subject matter for that month. Hopefully, that's the goal anyway. Um, and then we'll talk to them. You know, fun facts about what they know about mezcal. Like, but the most important aspect of it is um, and again, guys, our contentious relationship and so we will present <laughs> one of our cocktails that we think is the best and let our yeah. guests decide which cocktail is the best I mean we, we all know we all know yeah we all know it's mine no. yeah I'm pretty sure <laughs> definitely not oh, I'm so sorry <laughs> I'm pretty sure anyway at this moment in time Esteban what are you working on what are you working on, Chad? <laughs> well, Craig. Back to you in the studio. It's partly cloudy. No, no. Um, sorry, guys. Bear with us. Um, <laughs> um, so, just to start off this episode, we uh, we sort of talked it out, and then the reason why we're doing this is because the way I met Felicity is when I worked at um, 
westbound, which is called here and now. Mm-hmm. Um, here and now, now. Here and now, now. Now it's here and now. Now? Now, here and now, now. 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 <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, digress. <laughs> um, so she and uh, one of my other dearest friends, Peter, uh, were one of the regulars that would always show up. Mm-hmm. And during that time, which it's pretty, it's pretty great. I think they still do it now. It's like at here and now. Here and now. It's, it's kind of hard to say. At here and now, it's like um, Sarah was actually very generous in letting the staff create drinks. Yes. So that that, that kind of gave me. Uh, I, I worked at here and now. That was my. Uh, my hospitality job, um, and you know, uh, and I wasn't there for an extremely long amount of time before we shut down. But I had three drinks on the menu. I mean, that doesn't Which, happen. Yeah, a lot. It doesn't happen. No, it doesn't happen a lot. But yeah, no, it's uh, a couple of the drinks that I had. One of the most popular one is which I'm going to make right now. Also, award winning. Award winning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So it might it actually made what. Best of Arts District? Yeah, whatever that was. Yeah. I think so, yeah. yeah. I forgot. Point, point being is, that's, that's one of the first drinks they tried, and they kept coming back for it, which was... And we liked it. What was, what's the name of the drink? It's called a Lighter Shade of Brown. Which is why Peter and I ordered it, because it was me sharing with the homies. Yeah. You should share a drink with the homies. Yeah. Hey, God. <laughs> uh, so it basically consists of um, Ancho Reyes. Um, what is Ancho Reyes? Again, <laughs> well, you know I'm doing it on purpose, so I'm asking the question. Yeah, no, I know. Uh, it's so like, who could be listening? Can you I'm please tell us? I'm not even done. Okay, no, yeah, just go through it, and then, then I'll ask. And then you can ask. Hold yeah. all your questions. Hold the questions till the end. So pretty much, the lighter shade one. <laughs> lighter shade of brown is just a really quick, uh, really quick swizzle drink. Uh, a couple of easy ingredients. I tend to stick very simple. Mm-hmm. You know, just so people can knock it out at home. Uh, again, the ingredients are um, Ancho Reyes, it's a chili liqueur. Lestau Amaretto. No, it's not Amaretto. Amaretto. Amontillado. I always keep confused. Amontillado? Amontillado. Los Arcos, Lestau, Sherry. Agua de Tamarindo, which is. Just tamarind, uh, water with like sugar in it. And agua fresca. Agua fresca, yeah. Um, and the original recipe called for um, ilegal, which just gave it a very like hearty smoke, smoky flavor, which I enjoyed. But I knew that if we put it on the menu, a lot of people have kind of like reservations for it. Yeah, just, people are still a little. You know, like, like I think Pascal's definitely having a moment, but people are still a little. Yeah, well, this was a couple of years yeah. years back. I mean, now I'm pretty sure now if I did it with that, it's like people be into it. Yeah. So uh, for the menu, I ended up switching it up to Vida, which is doesn't take away from it. It's just it's not as smoky, so it doesn't have that original power. But mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. like it. Uh, you don't need much to build it; just some pebbled ice and a swizzle. And I ended up topping it off with like a spray of mezcal. Bring out more of that smoky smokiness to it, mm-hmm. and just a little tahini because you know tahini wasn't good on everything. It's just tahini on everything. <laughs> I think that was one of the things that tahini. They they would always make fun of me. It's like, what are you gonna do? Just put tahini? Like, oh yeah. I mean, if I could be the tahini representative, you like, like make it work forever. Uh, which glass do you want? Fish tahini. I want the uh, flowers. The flowers you want? The flowers. I thought you were gonna go with the. No. 
With the strong water? Yeah. I thought about it. That's fine. <laughs> I'm sorry, we were trying to pick glasses. Right, we have very decorative glasses. <laughs> this is the comments. Hopefully they don't get broken. Did you write it down? What? Uh, yeah, the recipes I'll, I wrote it down in my other book. Of course. Why not? You said you had it. I mean, I had it for you to write down. It's, um, it's fine, it's fine. It's one fine. ounce of ancho, half ounce of mezcal. Maybe this is why they, they thought that I didn't create it. Like, happy and I was like, it's... No, I know, I do the same thing, but I since I just wrote it down. It's one ounce ancho, half ounce mezcal, yeah. three ounce of um, agua fresca. There you go. And then three quarter ounce of the sherry. Yay! And then a spray of the thing. Guys, this memory, it's like a, it's like a genius I mean, box. That's, that's why I keep it around, honestly, guys. It's just like, I don't know how I pulled that out of my ass, but I did. <laughs> so while you're making this drink, yeah. if you can talk at the same time. I mean, I, I could, yeah. Right, cool things. But, you know, uh, right can, now you should be doing more of the talking. Do you want to talk to us, like, what exactly is Andreas? Uh, it's just a, a chili liqueur, so... Like a liqueur legit made from chilies? Yeah, I think it's made from... Um, it says right here. It's made from chile ancho. Yeah, oh, it's in the chilies. name. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. It's made from ancho chilies. It's made from ancho chilies, yeah. Um, oh, by the way, it's not the verde, it's the, the original one. The, so it's sort of like a brown bottle, just in case you guys want to Would a verde make a difference? Uh, yeah, so it has a little more of a kick. Okay. So, oh, that one is like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's more of like a, like a spice spice. Mm-hmm. And the sherry, what if, what, what does the sherry add to the drink? Uh, sort of like a little bitterness to it. Mm-hmm. Like if you, if you smell it, it's, um, hold on, let you smell. I do like to smell things. It smells, it smells like a very clean, like woody sherry. Nice. Yeah, it has, it has like a nice, like, like a fine wine mm-hmm. sort of taste to it. It's like it, if you smell it with the ancho, you could like it. Yeah, you I, can sort do, of I can do a double smell. Oh, not, not don't put it. Like, you know, <laughs> you want each other, like, like if you sort of smell it, 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 it kind of complements each other. Like the the rustic of the like yeah, the chili. It's like, nice. it's like the chili kind of goes with it. Like mm-hmm. let's see. I mean, it, this is like a weird thing to say. Do, do, do you want the original recipe or do you want the Vida version? Uh, let's go with Vida. Okay. I'll, I'll do one with. Yeah. One with Vida, one with Vida. Yeah. Um, but I was going to say, it's like, this is a weird, it's a weird thing to say out loud. Um, and I apologize because weird things are to come out of my mouth a lot. But um, it smells like it would make a delicious marinade. For a piece of meat. What, the ancho? <laughs> the ancho and the, and the sherry together. I know a couple of people who actually use the ancho for their kind of salad. Yeah? Yeah. That would be delicious. Which is mad. I'm like, I'm not, I'm like why the hell do you that? Yeah. <sighs> so. A half ounce of the vida. A half ounce of the vida. Yeah, I mean, that was a really good thing about Vida um, the Vida in your last one. It doesn't matter. Um, like about here now and Sarah, she really encouraged us to make a lot of cocktails and it changed seasonally, which it's a really like, that was one of the reasons I followed love with bars in London was because their menus changed a lot. Yeah, and so, so it really like seasonal. forced and it forces you as a bartender too. Like you go into bartending because it's a creative place, you know, like you don't want to just keep regurgitating the same drinks. So to be able to like continually be creative and be able to make something is underrated, I think. And I feel like that's kind of a problem a little bit with the LA bar scene. Not a lot of places do that. 
Yeah, it's like a I've tend to notice that a lot of people say it's sort of stagnant. Yeah. Because it's easier just to knock out. It's 100% easier. It's 100 yeah. You know, it's just like knock out pocket sodas, black sodas. But yeah. When you find like those places, like the varnish, mm-hmm. you know, they, they take time with it. Um, what's another good? What was that one you guys took me to the walls, like right by the bridge? Apothic. Apothic. Apothic, yeah. Um, well, Apothic is the sheet off of a New York bar. And then, like, Death & Co. is a sheet off of a New York bar, and Varnish was, like, pretty much based off of a New York bar. I mean, Death & Co. would love Death & Co. You're like, unfortunately, it's like, you're right here, but it's like, I know, I'm not going to go. But when it opens again, like, I'm going to be so poor. Just like, I'm just going to go Death & Co. and pop in for one drink, slash three, five drinks. Because <laughs> they're so good. I had this drink at Death & Co. once. I don't know why I was turning to a Death & Co. Co. Uh, fan, podcast. fan podcast. But I, like, was obsessed with it. I don't like. I never tasted anything like it. It was so amazing. Anyway, if you ever have a chance to go to Death and Co, they're in Denver, New York, yeah. and London. I mean, LA. And I highly recommend a trip to Death and Co. Oh, what was that? But yeah, uh, it's great. Um, they're and they're lovely people. The people that own. You know. uh, put all ingredients in the glass. Mm-hmm. Pebbled ice halfway. Mm-hmm. That's all. it. Just a little bit. No. <laughs> <laughs> One thing you guys are going to notice about is that she goes on tangents. I sure do. I sure do. So the, the trick is kind of like, kind of swizzle as you're going down. Mm-hmm. What is the purpose of swizzling this cocktail as opposed to like doing a whip shake or even a, you know, or just shaking it? To, to be honest, I really don't know. I just really, when I created it, it's, it, it seemed a lot better to sort of like shaking and dumping. I ended up finding out that it's like it didn't hold the way I, I wanted it to. Sorry. Diluted too quickly? Yeah, especially with pebble eyes. Yeah. You know, you and it's just, it's, it's gone. So once you swizzle it, just pop it off. He wanted to say once you swizzle it just a little bit, but he didn't do it at all. And I, 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 I heard it in his voice. He wanted it. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, we need to get a nice scoop. A whip? Oh, an ice scoop. We're like learning every day. We're like, oh shit, we need to get a funnel. Oh shit, we need to get an ice scoop. It's, it's funny how you, you don't take, you take for granted like working at a bar. Yeah, like everything's just there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like this is. Yeah, you know, like you walk in the back, you're like, where the fuck is the goddamn fucking funnel? And I'm like, oh, right. Who closed last night? You know, who closed? Nobody. Nobody. <laughs> Also, like, you know, like, those really, like, weird one-off ingredients where you're like, oh, like, what, like, yesterday you wanted to buy aloe liqueur. Yeah, because I wanted to do another, because if we do mezcal, I'm like, oh, I want to do that other crema soup, the one that mm-hmm. made the... But apparently aloe liqueur is very expensive. Yeah, they don't just like, holy shit. So I was like, okay, well, I guess we're not going to do that then. I mean, we, we could. I, I mean, we could. It'll, it'll, be, it'll be nice to have it. Yeah, like, we're going to, like, slowly grow our inventory. I mean, pretty fast, though. Yeah. <laughs> I, I recently just moved. This is a fun fact for the kids. Um, and I had, like, four boxes of alcohol, and my neighbors judged me a lot. But like, it's, I work. I work in business. Like, I work with the business. It's fine. I don't even drink at home. That's where the gentleman comes. <laughs> That's how I move my, my fellas over. All right. Like, oh, so, can I make you a cocktail? Top it off, right? Mm-hmm. Sure. And then <laughs> tahine. Tahine. Just sprinkle a tahine over the ice. You don't even rim the glass. No, don't rim the glass. All right. Because you're going you're gonna to give them a straw, so. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I like it so. Also, like this is a like a, just my own personal tip for the kids. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Just a little. A little spray, a little spray of mezcal on top. On top. Get some nice aromatics. Yeah. The straws. But instead of rimming your margarita glass, just put salt in the margarita. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> All right, hang on. Let me oh, he's let cleaning. Me, my mise en place. <laughs> he's very into setting a stage. Yeah, it's setting a. I mean, you have to keep it clean, so we can start doing more and more without poking mm-hmm. up. All right, cheers. Cheers. To our first episode. To our first episode. Bartender's handshake. Fuck me, that was good. <laughs> oh, I got to do that. I want to try yours. The, are you sure? Mm-hmm. I thought I gave you that. No, I watched you pour the vida into this one. Oh, my God. You taste the difference? I do taste the difference. I think I like the non, I like the like oh, better. Yeah, so it has a more like a kick. Like mm-hmm. I, I describe it more like an earthy, earthy flavor to it. Yeah, it's earthier. Like the Vita tastes, um, I don't know, not like sweet, but it's, it, it's just a little. I wouldn't call it bland. That's kind of mm-hmm. insulting. This is very. Let's drink as a trap. I could chug it down so fast. I mean, <laughs> were you ever there, like on the weekends, where people get really shit faced on these? Okay. They're like, "Oh, it's just really like I'm not getting." And then, like, they, once you start getting up, they're like, blah. And there's like, there's no alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> Catch a couple of people sleeping. <laughs> like, what's wrong? Is like, how many did she have? She had like about six. I mean, this is the tricky thing. Do you prefer a cocktail you can taste the liquor, or do you prefer a cocktail that just tastes good? I I, I try I try to shoot four. When I'll, I'll give you I'll give you two two picks. When when I make it, I try to shoot it for like I want you to taste. The main ingredient in this case is mezcal. Mm-hmm. Like I don't want to overpower or anything. Like yeah. So I want something that tastes like what I'm ordering. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, drinking wise, I, I just wanted to be balanced. Doesn't doesn't matter. But mm-hmm. personally, me is like if I'm giving you a mezcal, hence that's why I did the spray on top. Yeah. Because it's like you smell it, you're like oh, so you're already preparing yourself for for the for the mezcal to yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's tricky. I don't know. Because sometimes I really want like a very spirit forward. I want to taste my cocktail. Yeah, it's the same thing. Like we're yeah. like an old fashioned. Like you don't want your old fashioned to just taste like bitters, right? Oh, God, no. Yeah. But then sometimes I do just want like, give me my tiki drink where I'm like, well, there's no alcohol in this. Well, this, this, is, this is the inspiration right. for it. That's I mean, this is, a, this is a, yeah, it's called tiki drink. Yeah. It's like, like, just a quick rundown. Like, um, one of uh, I consider my mentor in, in, the, in the when it comes to bartending uh, payment uh, where he worked at uh, what was it please uh, uh, PDT New York mm-hmm. so he came over here and like we we have a lot of mutual friends but he helped me create this drink like it wasn't for his advice it's like I think I would have nice. originally it would have been it, it would have just been like a like mm-hmm. a margarita style oh really yeah interesting. And, just the whole swizzle, like, mm-hmm. you know, it's like the aspect, it, it, like talking to him, it just made it very personal. Like, 
Like your first shoes, like your first drink has to be like you, blah blah blah. Like we think about it. Was this your first drink? This is my first official drink on the menu that, that I created. Yeah, really? Wow. So yeah, and it just I think the swizzle because I one I chose tamarindo because I love tamarindo. Mm-hmm. Um, and the swizzle had to do more for with, us um, white folk at home. What is tamarindo? Uh, <laughs> tamarind. Okay, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so, my, uh, when we first came to the United States, uh, my dad mm-hmm. had like a lot of like odd jobs, you know. Mm-hmm. And one of them is like he would sell raspados in Echo Park, which is like shaved ice. Okay. So sometimes I would go around with him in Echo Park, mm-hmm. and you know, a lot of shaved ice. So like that that sound of the swizzle that makes like that. Sh- 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 oh, that's sweet. It kind of reminds me of like when he like shaved like, shave the ice. Yeah. I wish your dad still made shaved ice. I mean, he does other things now, but you know, it, it was it was just a fun time. Yeah. So lighter shade of brown, just sit, you know, sitting sitting in the park, shows blasting music. It was Sunday, Sunday afternoon. afternoon. Yeah. Nice little spot in Nickel Park, you know. I love that. Yeah. Oh, so. did you have a drink name before you came up with a drink? I, How do you? Because I know people that come up with a name and then they'll work for the name. How do you make a cocktail? Um, I go for. The idea of what I want to do. Mm-hmm. See, like even that noise, watch. Yeah. Like when you do it like this, it's like, oh, it's just, just. Yeah, it's like a slushy. It's like grown up slushy. Yeah, no, but it's like that. The, there you go. That little contrast. Yeah. That sort of reminds me of that sound that he used to like scrape, you know? Like pour it and then. Um, but uh, creating a drink, it's just. Um, personally, I start off with an idea. Mm-hmm. Like, one is like, what, what, what are we working with? Yeah. It's like, oh, well, we were like, let's say, what? Well, I mean, we're doing mezcal, so let's mm-hmm. like mezcal. It's like, oh, okay, cool. So, what mezcal can I work with? So, I need, because each mezcal tastes different, you know, like, wait. Every mezcal has a very different flavor. So, it's like, I had to figure out if, if for example, like in, for this drink, like, what do we have available? Is it, is it, is it cost effective? Mm-hmm. You know, or am I just gonna. Cost is a big one. Yeah. Especially when you work at a bar. Yeah, especially at a bar. Yeah. So it's like this doesn't take that. It's fast to make, it's easy. Uh-huh. The greens are not, I think the only really expensive one would be the, the sherry. Uh-huh. But we only use one so we don't go through that many bottles. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. So it's. Well, just, yeah, three quarters, you get a lot of that. Yeah. So then. Um, yeah, so I go, I go with that. So with what I have, and then with what I have is like as I'm building and tasting. It's like mm-hmm. it just, it just comes to you. Yeah, it, it sounds cheesy, but it, it no, it does. I mean, I think the same. And I told you, like, if it wasn't for payment, really getting me involved into it, like, sort of like, mm-hmm. like making it personal, like for me, like, like really, like think about it, like, mm-hmm. think, like you know, it's like I don't think I would have come out with that name. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I, I give him, I give him a lot of credit. Courtesy, yeah. He's a good guy. No, he's a great guy. It's, like, it's during that time where it's like I came out of my accident. That's why I couldn't cook. Yeah. So I was like, well, my, my left arm is all, all messed up. And here comes Payman, who was born with only one hand. Then he's uh, and he's he, like not only that, yeah. he, like during rush time, it's like boom, we knocked yeah. down like a, like so many. And I'm like, and here I am fucking complaining. And I was like, I got two hands that I could use. Mm-hmm. You know? It's like imagine how fast he would be if, if he had two hands. If he had two hands. I'm just like, holy yeah. shit. Yeah. So, I mean, that's that's the way I work. It's just, so. 
So good. Sorry. Sorry. It's been a while. It's so mine's almost gone. Yeah. But see, that's the thing though. It's like just super. Just just give it a little push push. Uh, I like every once in a blue moon will have a name for a cocktail before I move into it. So you work by name first. So every once in a while, like especially if it's like a theme party, like someone we were doing the Christmas bunny, like I knew I wanted to call my um, tiki. Christmas drink, like rumpa pum pum. <laughs> That's like an ongoing thing. Huh? Yeah. Like, like, but I didn't get to do that. No, sad. I know. But uh, like I knew going into it, so I knew like obviously like and you know like when you're doing with like genres of drinks, like you know like oh well you're doing a tiki drink, so more likely than not, and it doesn't have to be at all. But if you go like traditional tiki, it's probably going to be like a rum based drink. Right. Or at least a rum split. So, hmm. you know, like, I don't know. I think for me, I, I tend to operate in like an idea that I have in my head. And then I kind of like build it rowdy in my head before I ever touch a bottle or a glass or anything. And then I just go like full throttle when I decide to make it. Yes. Like the, so today in Felicity's world. Um, <laughs> you know, it like goes into that sexy, sexy voice. Like, today, guys. Um, Felicity's world. Felicity's world. I made um, oh, a cocktail with a soju called um, Ninkai um, that I really enjoy. We both really enjoy it. Um, but Charles and Paul. I was just, um, like, I was just, like, trying to, like, in my head, I was like, oh, I should post something for New Year's Eve. Like, I should post a cocktail for New Year's Eve. And I was like, what would go good? And then I was like, French 75 is like a, just a beautiful champagne cocktail. It's a perfect champagne cocktail. And it, you know, packs a nice punch, it's strong, it's potent, and it's also just really good. And it looks classy to drink because it's in a little champagne, like either a coupe or a glass, and it's just it's nice. Yeah. So I was like, okay, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna fuck with that, and then I'm gonna use the soshu and I'm gonna like make a little syrup instead of just doing straight. Um, lemon juice, I'll make a little syrup. So I did like a Fuji apple hibiscus syrup with the lemon and the soju and the champagne, and it was beautiful. And they just reposted it today, which is why I bring it up. Just for the record, guys, uh, soju is um, Japanese uh, fermented rice, sort of like rice wine, not, not like sake, but around just the similar. Similar, yeah. yeah um, it's sort of like if you ever drink like the Korean version, which is a soju, mm-hmm. you know, that's it's comparable to that. But in Japan, it's a soju. Mm-hmm. So. And so I made that and then, um, but that was like, okay, well, I want to make like a, I want to make a version of a French 75, but not do a French 75. So I'll like take a, a concept and kind of like grow it that way. Okay. Or like with the Casadores, it was like, oh, we have to make something that is akin to margarita or the sour competition, like make something that is akin to a sour. I mean, I think that's, that's how we ended up really talking about this more mm-hmm. seriously because you, I honestly, it still, it still confuses me. It's like, I mean, I'm, I'm definitely going to be very biased on my drink and I'm like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a goddamn genius. I'm the, of course. You know, I mean, of course. But I, out of all of them that I saw, I was like, yours was the one I was more like, yeah, this is probably the one that's going to beat me. Well, my kiwi sour. The kiwi, yeah. Because it's like, who really thinks about a kiwi? Kiwi sour and lavender honey. Right? Yeah. And then it works so well. It's like, you know, it's like we, I think we, I th- yeah, we, I think we over, 
shot on her. I mean, that's a, like another thing of talking to another uh, bartender friend of mine, Rose. Uh, he, she's just like always much like, I can't believe the people that win these competitions. And then like you see, I'm like, no shame to any of these people. Like, congratulations, big ups. Very happy for you. I'm very proud of you. But it's like when you see some of the submissions and you're like, how did that even like, it's... Like, there's nothing, like, nothing is there. Like, they didn't, there's, like, no experimentation. There's nothing new. There's nothing different, yeah. you know? But, you know, like, at the end, it's like, it's, it, this is all bettering us. Yeah, no, and that's always the takeaway I have when I do it. It's like, I don't really, like, it would be uh, lovely to win a prize and make some money. I'm like, it's not it always. Right? But uh, at the end of the day, it's just, it's, it keeps you on your toes and making you creative. And like, again, this is like a reason we're starting the podcast. It's like, this is going to force us to every week do something different and like, like keep our feet wet and like not just become complacent. I think complacency is such an easy. I mean, yeah, especially have. after this whole COVID thing, it's like, yeah. all I did was just stay at home and mm-hmm. just be like, Oh, well, you know, we're going to get back soon. And yeah. And even now, like when we were just doing like our test runs, I was like, how the, what, what goes in? I'm like, oh, oh, that's right. right. Like a friend 75, like that's, <laughs> you know, it's like, you, now I don't want to start losing. No, you don't like, because like, like muscle memory. Yeah. Like, so much of it is muscle memory and yeah. you don't want to lose it. And I'm so new that for me, I don't even have the muscle memory yet. Like I'm just like, right. okay, what is this? What is this? But like, I have like the flavor profiles, like. Yeah, I'm knowledgeable, but the muscle memory isn't there. Well, that's, I think that's another great thing that, that we're doing this because it's like one is like I get to teach you what I know, mm-hmm. and you get to teach me what you know, which mm-hmm. is more of the history on it. Like yeah. you tend to have like a little like weird knowledge about things. And I I'm just like <laughs> again, I love the fun facts. <laughs> I, you wanna, like one of my like the one she always throws around is the one about Coke. Coke and rum, it's my Coke. favorite one. Um, <laughs> I mean, I don't want to waste it on the scalp, I mean, but it's fine. Uh, <laughs> I'll, find a, I'll find a new fun fact. I mean, that'll, that'll be a thing, right? What? Just find a new fun fact. I'll find a new fun fact. Find a new rum fact. How yeah, I'll that? find a new rum fact. You, you always throw this one around, so I'll, go ahead. I'll bring a rum fact every week, frankly. <laughs> I think it's used to learn about rum more. But, uh, uh, so like, even during World War One, while the um, soldiers were fighting, because like basically the whole world was on fire and everybody was fighting everywhere, uh, the only place that really wasn't fighting was um, the Caribbean. So the Caribbean was creating an excess of sugarcane and rum, just like everywhere, just all the place, like all the rum, 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 rum transported easily, easily fit into barrels. It could go across the world. Wasn't a struggle bus, super easy. At the same time for our soldiers, Coke said, no matter where you are in the world, a Coke will only be five cents, only be a nickel. And so they're like, oh, we can get this Coke and we have this rum everywhere. So let's just make a rum cup. And that's how the rum cup became a classic cocktail. It's because it was just so easily accessible on a time where nothing was accessible. Couldn't, there was no gin being made in England because of the fucking war. There was no whiskey being made in Scotland. That's like, true. I think that's what, one of the reasons why I love rum so much. Yeah. Because it's just everywhere. It's everywhere. It's easy. It's nice. Yeah. It's so nice. <laughs> I think this is going to be one of our favorite, like my favorite episodes. Yeah. That one's going to, that, that one's definitely going to run long. Speaking well, of running long, I think yeah, we're, we're going to, we're going to wrap up this week. <laughs> and well, this, this first episode, this we're, first episode? We're, we're trying to keep it at least 45 minutes or less. Yeah. We're trying to make, yeah, we don't. Actually, wanna... you know what? We, we still got time. We got still like 15 minutes. Oh yeah? Yeah. All right. <laughs> 
So we gotta know what to say. Oh, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, Felicity doesn't know what to say. I was turning it off. I was turning it off, and then I rub it back up. Oh, really? Let me turn. Want me to make you another one? Yes. And all of a sudden, she gets tired. So he's gonna make me a cocktail. I'm just gonna make you sing one. Mm-hmm. We're gonna have another lime shade of brown. That's yeah. What do you want? Zita? Yeah. Um. Do you mind with the bahis? It's good. I tried it. No, it's okay. Yeah, I, I, I tried it. That's, that was one of the first ones because that's. Right, then, yeah, do, do the vida since I had it illegal. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're going to try them later. Yeah, I know. Like, do the vida since I had them um, illegal. Mm. So, um, yeah. I didn't know that about um, your dad, and that's why you named the drink. That's really sweet. Yeah, so it's from a lot of like my fond memories. Like, mm-hmm. like I really love Echo Park because of that. Oh, yeah. But now it's like, I don't know. It's just, I don't know. It's, it's different. I still think Echo Park's beautiful. It is beautiful. But like, like my grandfather lived there in Chavez Ravine. Yeah. It's one of the reasons why he stayed around because he was just like, no one's going to kick yeah. me out of here. It's like, that town's like right there. It was Everything such a great right location. Here. I was like, why, why am I going to move? It's like, no. I mean, I'd rather live in Echo Park than West Hollywood. <laughs> so... We're both in LA, if that hasn't been made clear yet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you were born and raised in LA, right? I wasn't born here. No. I was born in San Luis Potosí, Mexico, which is, I call it, uh, what is it, center of nowhere, in the middle of everywhere. So, handle that. <laughs> <laughs> no, because it's like a lot of people don't know about it. It's literally in the middle of... I, I had never heard about it until I met you and your sister. Yeah. And then, it's, it's, but then I was like reading like Travel Leisure or whatever magazine. And they were like, oh, this is the hottest spot up and coming in Mexico. It's because it's, it's, we have a lot of agaves there. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's literally beautiful. a lot of... Like, a lot of... Like, you could go there like on a... Like on a mezcal journey. Mm. For sure. Did yeah. you put the avofresco in? God damn it. Like the whole, he was just trying to hand me a glass of booze, guys. <laughs> no cutter. So, so, All straight. No chaser. Because I was talking about some movies. I was just like, but yeah, no, it's, it's like, it's, it's weird because it's, it's a desert. But there's like pockets of like little rainforests and like we're, we're known for like, for white river rafting yeah your sister when she went like had pictures of doing that yeah so it's, it's, it's pretty weird it's like one of the deepest caves is, is there Ooh. yeah a lot of people tend to like just dive in and yeah like a bunch of bats and oh i like bats it's like underground like water system uh-huh. it's it, it's a pretty unique place it's like that sounds awesome and then it's like i think there's one spot where it's like the which i want to go like this guy that was from Europe decided to move there, mm. but then he decided to move to the forest, and he went a little crazy and started building a castle. Yes, in the forest. Yes. So then he ended up he didn't finish it. He ended up dying, and then it was like all the like arches he built built. They're in the middle of the forest. They're in the middle of the forest, like kind of like taken over <gasps> that by the, amazing. By by like branches, so it's like a mixture of both. And it's, it's, yeah. Yeah, that sounds really beautiful. Right. But, and then you lived in Hong Kong for a little bit? Yeah, I ended up, that's after my accident, I ended up taking the job in Hong Kong. And that's, that's where I started, like, like sort of bartending in a sense. Mm-hmm. You know, it was just, I wasn't there to bartend. It was just more of, like, 
just run the spot. Mm -hmm. But I can't run a spot if I don't know how to make. Don't know what you're doing. Yeah. So I was like, oh, okay. If you're going to work in hospitality, you should work at all levels of hospitality. So I did that. And then when I came back, that's when I was just like, I'm just going to. I'm just going to commit to to this. It's like, it reminded me of like cooking, so mm-hmm. there it is. But to answer your original question, um, I came here when I was like, like eight or nine mm-hmm. and boom. There you Thank go. you. One last year around. But um, yeah, I grew up in Echo Park most of my life. And when you guys came to LA, you guys went straight to Echo Park? Yeah. Because my grandfather was here. Oh, your grandfather was already here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My aunt went to like Belmont, which is like right there, my uncle's. Mm-hmm. So, I could walk all the way. That's nice. Yeah. I'm from Sacramento. Ooh. <laughs> he likes to hang on Sacramento a lot, which I don't blame him for. Uh, <laughs> no, just, just, for, just for her. Like, everybody's like, oh, that's a cool spot. Yeah. No, it's, it's not. <laughs> it's not. Oh, uh, it's the capital of California. Yes, it is. Uh, we do have others. It's, it's a beautiful city if you don't look too closely. Because it's very green. We're Tree City, USA. We're the most trees of any city, second only to Paris. Really? Uh huh. Fun fact. I didn't know that. Yeah. See, there you go. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, it's where the American River and the Sacramento River converge before they create other bypass to the the, um, Pacific Ocean. So lots of water sports. the home to the Sacramento Kings. So watch out. We were something once. Um, <laughs> so angry. When you, when you talk about the Kings, you're like so angry about it. Because there was like a hard, like it was real. I get it. I get it. It was real. I get it. And then like it's just ever since then, they just never got it. They I mean, this, got is not, it this is not going to be a basketball podcast. It's not going to be. <laughs> so I have a lot of feelings. I'm, gonna, I'm pushing them away. I'm pushing my feelings away. And I'm just going to stop talking about the Kings. What up? What what else, what else about Sacramento? What else about Sacramento? Yeah. Um, there's um, actually I went recently and there's a pretty, a pretty decent tiki bar called Jungle Bird. Well, that's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, is the home of Tower Records. It's where Tower Records was originated. Is there still one there? Last I checked, yes. Ah, interesting. But I don't know if it's still there anymore. It's sort of like uh, when I went to Mexico. There's still a war horse there. There's still a war horse in right. Mexico? Yeah. Holy shit. Same logo and everything. That's crazy. That's like telling me there's a Mervin somewhere. I mean, join us on our next podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we find obscure little spots. Where we age the shit out of ourselves. Oh, Montgomery Ward, man. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody remembers Montgomery Ward. People I remember Montgomery Ward. Well, because we're, we're in the same age, right? Do you remember Wine Stacks? I don't remember Wine Stacks. Oh, yeah. Well, Wine Stacks and Montgomery were kind of the same. But Wine Stacks was like one step below Macy's. And it was like, oh, we're fancy we're at Wine Stacks because it was a step above JC Penney's and Mervyn's. Oh, JC Penney's, yeah. Mm-hmm. JC Penney's, Mervyn's. Oh, God, so sad. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that's Sacramento. <laughs> <laughs> But it, it's it's a it's a very beautiful city um, visually. It's just uh, for some reason not the best people. 
But I left there when I was 18, went to Boston. So you went to Boston, then London? And no, Boston, then back to LA, or came to LA. Came to LA. And then after I graduated college, moved to New York. And then after New York, moved back to LA, and then I moved to London. And then back. And then back to LA. Where's, where's the next adventure? I don't know. See, this is... Mexico City? Yes. Yes, 100%. <laughs> it's Mexico City. <laughs> <laughs> because I do like every like four to five years I do a big move but this time this was the first this was what really fucked no. me up moving is because I never moved locally before wow crazy yeah well I, I, we're working on something so I guess this is sort of like a move so yeah yeah, yeah. well I, I keep telling you I'm, I'm very very proud of you yeah. In your own little space, we yeah. were doing all the recording with drinky drinks, drinks. I mean, I definitely upgraded my life. I mean, it was definitely a, a vertical move, not a lateral one, which is nice. Okay. So I do feel like I did a big move, but it was like it's weird for me because I've never. I mean, I, I think if you would have moved some somewhere new, it would have been just like starting starting anew. Yeah. Like at least here now, now you're building. Something like that. I mean, yeah. I would, I would rather build something. Yeah. But it's definitely the Gemini in me. Like, oh, I gotta go. <laughs> I'm trapped. I have to leave. <laughs> Feelings, no. No, but I, I, I do love how it was like, when we first went to Mexico for my birthday, mm-hmm. it was uh, you, Peter, and myself. Mm-hmm. It's like, both of you were just like, I don't know. Like, like just when I shot it out, like, it's gonna be like, I don't know. Well, Peter especially. especially. Yeah, him especially. Him especially. He was very like uninterested in going to Mexico. Like he was a lot more convincing. You not not so much. I was, I was yeah, I was pretty down. Yeah, but it was just still. I was like, I was a little nervous because you know you hear tales like I don't want to be murdered and decapitated, held <laughs> for ransom. <laughs> like there's no money to bleed out of me. <laughs> So it was just like, you know, you hear the tales and then like, I, once I got there, I was like, oh, this place is fucking awesome. Right. Mexico City is amazing. You could just spend like a whole, like a whole week just doing one thing. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful city. Everybody's so kind. Yeah. Like I could have just like sat in that park all day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, with that, we're just going to end it. So, then, uh, so brought to you by Mexico. Brought to you by Mexico. If you're listening to this, <laughs> deport me. I mean, don't deport me. Give me a ticket. <laughs> bring me Where's back. Where's ice? Bring me, bring me back. No, but um, yeah, so that's sort of like a quick introduction for us. So now you know what you're going to sort of get yourself into. Yeah, hopefully hopefully you enjoyed the ride. Hopefully we'll see you in the next one. And uh, we're going to do taste testings next time so we can tell you what mezcals to buy. Well, the ones we bought. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of the ones we bought. Like your price points. We're going to give you a whole rundown for uh, our tastings next no. episode. Yeah, so next one, uh, blind tasting, guys. So mm-hmm. thank you for listening. Bye! And the song complete. <laughs> do 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 ba, ba, da, da, do 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 do